Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, At His Feet.
many years ago, a number of conventions were being held in Philadelphia on a certain night. An elderly man and his wife sought accommodations at a small hotel. The man explained to the manager that everywhere they had been to seek lodging was filled up and they were desperate for a place to sleep. The manager replied that unfortunately they too were filled. Then he saw the look of disappointment on the face of the old man. And he said, I can't see nice people like you left out at this time of night. If you're willing to sleep in my room, I will have it made up for you right away. When the man said that they didn't want to take his room away from him, the young manager assured them that he would find a place to curl up somewhere. Thankfully, the couple accepted his room, and the next morning when the bill was paid, the old gentleman said to the manager, A man of your type should be running one of the best hotels in the country. Maybe I'll build one for you someday. The two of them laughed at this. But the young man found that this was no joke when two years later he received a ticket to New York City along with the request that he call upon the people for whom he gave up his room that night. When he arrived in New York, the elderly man met him and escorted him to the corner of 5th Avenue and 34th Street. Pointing toward a great building of stone, he said, "'This is the hotel that I have built for you to manage.'" Will you take the job? The elderly man was William Waldorf Astor, and the hotel for many years was one of the most famous in the world, the Waldorf Astoria. The young man, George Bolt, was its manager. God's word tells us to show hospitality to one another. Not everyone you entertain will return the favor, and many will not even be thankful, and there will be few cases like that experienced by the young hotel manager. But God has set the example for us in hospitality. He opens his arms to receive all who will come to him in faith. No matter how many have come, he tells us there will always be room for more. Listen now as John and Penny Harris Cheryl Howman and Larry Grable sing for us this beautiful song entitled All Because of God's Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, oh how sweet the song that saved a poor sinner like me. of God's great grace. Through disappointment 
You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Chiz Ryder plays from the trumpet. This wonderful medley, a mighty fortress, victory in Jesus, and amazing grace.
the Lord has revealed himself, not only in the Bible, his word, but also in the astounding book of nature. Although this second revelation has been corrupted by the fall of man and marred by sin, it still points dramatically to the great intelligence that gave it birth. Man is still trying to learn how to apply the principles plainly in evidence for thousands of years on God's creation. For instance, the making of paper from wood pulp was discovered by watching hornets build their nest. The development of radar is but an amplification of the principle used by bats and similar creatures in recognizing objects by the reflecting of sound bounced off their surfaces. By watching the silkworm at work, man has learned how to make rayon, and it is said that the process employed in making nylon is almost an exact copy of the spider's method of spinning its gossamer thread. The principles of jet propulsion are comparatively new, but it has been used for millennials by the squid as it sucks in and expels water to move itself along. The hummingbird which can hover over a flower and even fly backwards, is nature's tiny helicopter. The scorpion's tail, which it uses for poisonous injections, is a perfect prototype of the doctor's present-day hypodermic needle. The chameleon, endowed by God to employ color change and protective use, is in battle for its survival, presents man with a perfect type of master camouflage, while the sting of a certain wasp and the bite of some poisonous snakes, which enable them to paralyze their intended victims without killing them, has set the pattern for the present-day medical practice of giving local anesthetics. And so, we can go on. Is it any wonder that Solomon exclaimed, There is nothing new under the sun, Nature is God's wonder book, spelling out in fascinating fashion his power and wisdom and omniscience. Creation is truly a miracle of God, but even a greater miracle or wonder is the fact that such a wonderful God could love sinful man and send his only begotten son to die a cruel death so that man could live with him throughout all eternity. Yes, It really took a miracle of love and grace to save each believer. Listen to the words of this lovely song as Don Grable, Chuck Grable, and Susie Davis sings for us, Close to Thee. From my everlasting portion, more than friend or life to me, all along my pilgrim journey. Lead me through the veil 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ministry and message of John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through verse 3. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Then verses 5 through verse 7, Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea, and all the regions around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? John's ministry was to prepare for the coming Messiah. He was the forerunner of the Messiah. He was to identify the Messiah. Then the threefold purpose of John's baptism was to purify a polluted people, to prepare a priestly people, and to point out the Savior. And concerning pointing out the Savior, the Messiah, remember John chapter 1, verses 6 through verse number 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Who was coming after John who is mightier than John? The answer, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the nation of Israel. John's message was the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Some conclude and believe that since he was called John the Baptist, and the word baptism first occurs with him in the New Testament, that John was the first to practice water baptism. Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 10, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings, in carnal ordinances imposed on them under the time of Reformation. Baptism is a Greek word and not a Hebrew word. 
Hence, the word baptism does not appear in the Old Testament. However, the Mosaic ceremonies had many baptisms, which were practiced approximately 1,500 years before John the Baptist. When John began his message of repentance for the remission of sins and water baptism, the nation of Israel, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders, did not ask what he was doing. Folks, if baptism was first introduced by John the Baptist and there were no other washings in the Old Testament, you would expect the priests, the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious leaders to ask, what in the world are you doing? They didn't ask that. Because they knew what he was doing. They knew that water was a cleansing. They didn't ask what he was doing. They asked him why he was baptizing if he was not the Messiah. In your Bibles, follow along and read John chapter 1, verses 19 down through verse number uh, 22. Verse 19, and this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, Who are? What then? Are thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Are thou that prophet? He answered, No. Then said they to him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that stun us? What sayest thou of thyself? Then in verse 23, he says that he is the one fulfilling Isaiah, that he was the one who was crying in the wilderness. Then if you drop down to verse 25, And they asked him, and said, Why? Why baptize thou then, if thou be not Christ, nor liest neither that prophet? Verse 26, John answered and saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. And then later, of course, he would say that there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The religious leaders rejected John's baptism. Luke chapter 7, verse 30, But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Why did the Pharisees and the lawyers who were experts in the law of Moses reject John's baptism? And in rejecting John's baptism, they rejected the counsel of God? Think about who the Pharisees were. They, re- they rejected the counsel of God. They rejected John's baptism because they did not believe that they were sinners. Matthew 3, 5 and 3, 6 tells us that these people in Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions round about Jordan, verse 6, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. The Pharisees, read the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. And it demonstrates the hypocrisy and the religious nature of the Pharisees and why they rejected John's baptism. We need to understand this. And in Matthew 3.11, he actually talks, the Word of God talks, and we'll explain this later, concerning three baptisms. If you have any questions concerning our study on the life of Christ, or any biblical questions that you would like answered during our Wednesday night study, ask the pastor. Please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131 or email Pastor Stewart at Altoona Bible at altoonabible.org. We as believers need to study God's word. We need to rightly, rightly divide God's truth 
so that we can implement God's Word in our life, so that we can be living for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation is believe. Justification is by faith alone in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Believe, trust Him, and thou shalt be saved. listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my name.